family supporters nah let me stop don't know who i thought i was but hey everybody welcome to the libra green show how's everybody doing again y'all can't respond why do i bother asking rhetorical questions i mean technically the question itself is not rhetorical but in this situation it is anyway i'm rambling already hello everybody welcome to episode eight of the libra green show and it is my show before christmas my Christmas show so um in addition to my typical regular ramblings and things of that nature we're gonna be getting into a couple Christmas related topics of course like uh you know some of my favorite Christmas songs and favorite Christmas movies and you know I also realized that I don't have very many favorite Christmas movies for me to be this huge Christmas person I think I have two favorite Christmas movies and you know I'll get into those a little bit later but um my last week my very last week well last week i went to my hometown of rochester new york um i was very excited to be going home um you know i live with, lived with my sister my sister lives in this area about 15 miles from me so i uh, rode with her of course she drove as we all know i don't drive um hopefully we're gonna no not hopefully we are going to change that in 2018 but that's beside the point yeah my sister drove and um you know it's about a seven ish hour drive depending on who's driving because when my sister drives she has a bit of a lead foot which i i kind of enjoy because you know she gets us there quicker but um yeah it was a great drive um we drove into snow a little bit you know like in in pretty much once you hit the, basically, you know, once you hit that Mason-Dixon line and you start getting into southern states from Maryland on down, really, you know, obviously the Mason-Dixon line is higher than that. But really, once you hit Maryland and you get further, that's when you get to the areas and territories where a motherfuckers do not know how to handle snow, where they bitch about it, they complain about it, they buy up everything in the motherfucking grocery stores. They put, they like to put sand down instead of ice, excuse me, instead of ice, instead of salt. For ice so i don't know if that even makes a difference but whatever but you know um snow wasn't that bad but it was it was a bit it was enough to where my sister's fiance my other sister her fiance had to go out and shovel so it was that much in rochester but had a phenomenal time of course with my family i love them so very much and i missed them a lot and that was probably the happiest i had been in a very very long time but you know what? It was kind of, it wasn't short-lived. But first of all, as I said about Mercury going into retrograde and all that stuff on December 3rd, this has just got to be a record because I've been happy since before. And it hasn't really affected me. But one of those nights, and also me not getting a lot of sleep plays into the, my mental state that happens with a lot of people I guess but with me in particular like when I don't get a lot of sleep I definitely like my emotions be 
on 10 and that has happened a lot recently and I think that's again why I've been a lot better because I've been getting a lot more sleep because I've been working really really late shifts hell as a matter of fact that's why I'm able to even make these podcasts now casts episodes just because I go to work at like 11 sometimes 12 so you know that's worked out well for me but um one of those nights like I just I was up having a conversation with a friend and we were discussing something that was rather triggering and it's it set off my emotions and I was fucked up for like a good 24 or 48 hours I just was in my feelings on and I mean I guess on and off but for the most part like I just I I was and I, I was more upset because I was doing so good and the pressure we put on you put on yourself or we put on ourselves when you you reach that high you put the pressure on yourself to never feel low ever again and it's not realistic but it's crazy it's crazy because the the low is really low but i guess you know we just got to be patient with ourselves especially on this long-term journey we got to be patient with ourselves and just remember that it is a journey as tisha campbell martin would say it's the journey but no it is a journey and you know it, you're going somewhere so you know but there was that but I just really I was really not happy really unhappy and it was really sad a really frustrating experience but I came home and I you know I actually got home I was like I had like a panic attack because I took a lot of stuff home with me um, I mean, like I took a table home, <laughs> some chairs from my sister's apartment. I got like I brought my uh, vinyl records from my sister's apartment. I brought like a lot of food and shit home, but um, and my room is already a mess right now. So I just kind of started. I didn't flip the fuck out necessarily, but I was like almost having a panic attack because I was like, "What the fuck?" I was tripping. I was like, "Oh my god, my mind's racing at a mile a minute." So I had to sit, take a deep breath. I was like, well, next day off I get, which will be Christmas Eve. I probably won't be doing nothing. So I'll just take advantage of those days. Because I was actually going to do it today. But I had too much I'm trying to do today. I still have to get Christmas gifts. And and I still have to work. But that's all beside the point. But I was, I think that, that also played into, you know, the mental state I was in. I was fucked up. But I sat back, went to sleep, woke up the next morning, you know. I went to work and I woke up the morning that morning yesterday morning I was good I was really good I was like, okay cool you know I went to 7-eleven and got my coffee so all was well and that was wonderful but you know there goes that but um yes Christmas 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 my favorite time of the year and this has been the most Christmassy I can say that I felt in a very very long time so I'm excited for that you know, uh, got gifts. I bought gifts. Having a party tomorrow, so that's really exciting. My uh, inaugural, since I've been told that first annual is like a double negative or something like that, I would say my inaugural litmus or litmus seventeen, as it's being called. I'm inviting a bunch of my friends over, and I'm having a a real adult party. That sounds kind of boring, but. By adult party, I just mean like, you know how you go to parties and shit, and it don't be full. Like sometimes niggas be bored, or maybe that's just because within my circle of friends, we all went to one party that was kind of a dud. So we all like 
judge each party going forward against that standard because it was kind of it wasn't shady necessarily but it was no like nothing really she had like half a pizza if that some pizza rolls i don't remember her having any drinks somebody bought a bottle of hennessy and that was it i just got paid today i put my rent money aside and with the rest of that or with obviously not the entire rest of it but with a good chunk of it I'm gonna go get my party shit, you know. I'm ordering wings, making a punch. I have a whole list of shit I need to get, so you know, I uh, thankfully I have like five hours between me getting out of work and the party tomorrow. But it's a, uh, it's gonna be a lot. I hope none of my shit goes to waste. I'm sure the alcohol won't go to waste, but I doubt the chicken will either. Cause I mean, even if they don't eat all the chicken, guess what? I will. So there's that. Um. Let me see. That's about it as far as what's been going on with me. Um, finished an interlude for my album. Did I mention that already? I feel like I mentioned that last week. Or did I do it before the last podcast? Anyway, I probably did it after the podcast. But I'd finished an interlude that is going to go really, really perfectly before one of the songs. I'm really excited about it, actually. So, yeah, I'm very, very excited about said interlude. But let me think for a second. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's all for now for my, uh, you know, week update. And I will take a moment and be right back. Booty, the big booty reindeer, had a very large behind. And if you saw it go, it would really blow your mind. All of the other reindeers trying to make him feel ashamed. They would look down on Rudy just as he wasn't the same. Then one froggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudy, all you do is work. Won't you show me how to twerk? Then all the other reindeers realized that they were stressed out. Rudy, the big booty reindeer. Rudy was a big booty reindeer. He lived up at the pole. He wasn't like the other reindeers, cause they would treat him cold. Rudy only wanted a good time. Rudy only wanted to dance. He speak off and listen to freedom. You know, I'm sorry if those musical breaks are a little long. Certain songs have to be longer. Like, I can't just give you 30 seconds of Rudy the Big Booty Ranger. Like, you got to get the whole shebang with that because, like, I, I need you to get them clappers going and then breaks. Like, you got to get them cheeks going, get them thighs clapping or something because, I mean, I, I be getting them shits going just putting it in there. I, and I got shit to do, I, you know. But that's beside the point. So, <clears throat> it just like almost takes away from the seriousness of my discussions today, but it's okay. It's nothing too heavy. Although, what I do want to say is kind of piggybacking off of what I was saying a little earlier about how I felt. 
I didn't um I didn't really express it but that that period I had a small period and it was it was bad it's very like I was saying about when that drop off from when you go on this really high excuse me emotional high when you hit that bottom because you never wanted to feel it again and you put all this pressure on yourself to never feel it again it hurts I was hurt I was a hurt ass nigga like so all that to say you gotta do your best to take care of yourself like specifically with me there are little things that I know I hate that the word trigger has become so overused because it's like such a joke I don't mind a good joke here and there and people use trigger a lot but like there are real triggers hold on let me adjust this mic I feel like it's too far away okay there are actual triggers for people like me and other people who, who feel feel as though or actually have been certified dealing with uh you know emotional and mental issues but you know again as I like to call it my self-diagnosed depression um I am I did find a website that went across my timeline it was a directory of black women therapists and that just my heart lit up you know I've always I'm always telling people they need a black woman therapist I'm like you need a black woman therapist I've told a bunch of my friends that my my sister has a black woman doctor and she was telling me how like amazing she is and she didn't put my sister on blood pressure medication because she was like I'm not gonna do that to you she said you know I'm gonna relate it to the fact that you are, you know, obese, you working on your, your weight, you're losing weight. So I'm, I'm not, I'm going to hold off on that. And I'm just like, oh, I need to, I need her doctor. And she was like, she listens and all this stuff. So, you know, y'all know I, I go up for black women. Love, 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 love my black women. I love all black people. And, you know, when it comes down to it after that, I love people in general. But, you know, my black women are at the top of my list, you know. But uh, all this to say, it hurts. So among that hurt period, um, and you know, let me also say, I haven't fully recovered from that either. I'm not all the way back to where I was a week ago. I've been doing a lot of rehashing in my head, you know, as I can, as I constantly say, this is a rough year. And of course, I'll probably get more into detail on the next episode because that's going to be my, you know, end of the 2017 retrospective episode I you know I have a little bit more to I'll, more space to talk about it but this has just been such a rough year and I've, I've been thinking about it so much I've been rehashing it I rehashed a lot of the stuff especially a lot of the shit that went down this summer and the problem is it's not one thing that happened it's like ongoing situations it's things that will never be the same things that have changed me forever and have altered me as a person and I know I have the right to feel the way I do but sometimes we just don't allow ourselves to feel the ways we know we have the right to do this is funny I still have not gotten into the topic I'm supposed to be talking about but hey this is my show as Beyonce would say this is my show anyway let me see, is there anything else I want to say before I actually do get into it? But yeah, it was, it's been tough. But what I was going to say is uh, one of those things I, among my rehashed thoughts was um, how difficult, how difficult it is. Let me see if I can find my wording. Um, basically, being careful with the power that people give you. And... 
that's an interesting concept because you don't know. It's you don't know what somebody is thinking. It's not you're not in control of people's thoughts. You're not in control of, you know, people's hearts. But you you are in control of your actions. And you know, someone professes love for you. Someone falls in love with you. Either you feel the same. Maybe you don't feel the same. Maybe. You know, whatever, maybe you're in a relationship, but you know, everyone does not love the same, you know, and, um, you know, I think that's why so many relationships do fail friendships too, is because you either, there's a couple different ways to go about it. I feel like you could either tailor make your love to the other person or that person can kind of be more open and receptive. Actually, that, that will be the compromise there think it should work a little bit on both ends but it doesn't happen a lot and I think that's why we end up you know disappointed in friendships relationships all these things like that because it you know it don't happen that way so I would say to be careful with the power people powers that people give you because it's like on in on the surface it's like yeah that's not my responsibility but just for the sake of actually being a good person and just being considerate like it's okay to be a little extra considerate yes it's not your problem but what's the harm in sparing somebody's feelings especially somebody you you might care about so what I mean basically is for example you are in love with someone someone's in love with you right as I you know originally started off with someone is in love with you and you you just you're just reckless at the mouth you know Maybe it's maybe someone's in love with you and you don't feel the same for them or you don't feel as strongly and you have an anger issue or not even an anger issue. You you know, you know, you can be mouthy and or wordy or, you know, you you got the fire and coming from the tongue. So you go off on this person, you say things to hurt their feelings when you know you don't have to do that. You know, it's going to hurt their feelings. Like, why? Why do that? It's just like I said a couple weeks ago about stopping, taking a second, thinking of your actions before you do them. And what really made me think about it was in the relationship I was in. <laughs> I swear, I should. this should be a, an official Libra Green show game where you take a shot every time I bring my ex or this relationship up. But um, specifically what was happening there was... um. You know, we were clearly very much in love and because again, because this is my show, I had to think about it because this is my show and, um, you know, I'm only here to talk about what I have done and my actions. I'm not gonna, you know, try to speak on anyone else's actions or their thought process because I can only you know, speak on my actions and my thoughts during those things. So aside from everything that I felt was done to me, any neglect or any, um, not just neglect, but any of the, any of that, because I consider that in a, in a relationship, that would be neglect, you know, not being, being reckless with the power that somebody gives you my own, my own actions, I don't, I never, I never been one for revenge or retaliation, but my own actions were neglectful and, you know, I had power that somebody gave me and 
a lot of the times I didn't think there were things I just didn't think of, but you know, a lot of the time in that relationship, I was just, I had to look out, not, I had to look out for myself, but it was just my brain trying to process how to keep myself afloat or what to do, what, you know, crying for help, things like that. You know, the times I could have been seeking therapy or wish I had things like that, but you know, that's beside the point. It's just, you just gotta be careful with that because it's, emotions are powerful human emotions are real and i can't imagine knowing or i can't imagine being more sensitive than i am and i know there are people that are like i can't imagine like knowing how sensitive i am to people that i have feelings for like like i kid you not to this day with with my ex like if if we ever are in contact with each other about anything my stomach I start getting sick to my stomach because I don't know what this text message is about to say. I'm that, I'm that sensitive. You know, I don't know. I'm like, Oh Lord, is this about to be cursing me out for something else that came to surface? Some, some lie, some, some maybe truth, some, something like what else didn't we reveal to each other? You know, like, so I could just imagine that there are people even more sensitive than that. Like I've cried a lot this year, but I still have not, it's been a minute since I like ugly cried. I feel like I did recently, but can't remember what it was for, but that's beside the point. It's been a minute since I like really gave a, a cry. And like before this year, I didn't, that wasn't something I did a lot. I'm, I'm emotional. Like I'll tear up a lot, which according to my best friend, that's still crying. Those are two different things because if you tell somebody you're crying, you know, they see crying. I have to be specific and gotta be, you know, I'm tearing up. So I gotta let you know that I didn't cry. I teared up. Um, but you know, that's, that's beside the point, but just imagine that there are other people who cry a lot more, who feel a lot more. And, you know, I'm also an artist, so of course I feel a lot more, but it, it helps me within my artistry because I write, <laughs> somebody will hold the door for me and I'll end up writing a song about how in love I am. Somebody could unfollow me on Instagram and I'll write about, you know, how you did me dirty. Probably not really, but that's more of an exaggeration because these days I tend to write more direct you'll definitely hear it in some of the songs on the project like that are very very precise from like words that were said to me or things that were done to me so you know I don't know if I either that's that's that would be the official Libra Green Green Libra can't even say my own goddamn name god damn it the official Libra Green game would be to take a shot every time I mention my music or my ex y'all will probably die but anyway yeah, um, and into the music is just it's really personal, and I, I kind of hate that word when it comes to music. But I mean, sometimes there's another word, but it's very precise things I talk about, like exact, 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 exact things. So I hope that when I share them with people, they'd be like, "Damn, did that really happen? Did he really say? Did she really do that? Did this really and really know she in my music?" But I hope people ask, and I could be like, "Yep, that's exactly what happened." But Again, this is all besides the point. All this to say, be mindful. Like, just be responsible with, with people's hearts, essentially. Be responsible with people's hearts. Like, that's really the concept here. Because a heart is such a precious thing. And, again, going into this culture, this ignore culture, the savage culture, as I like to call it, as I've called it multiple times now, you know, it's... We, we we like to put it back on the people for 
you know, oh, it was, you knew what it was, you did this, you decided to do that. And yes, it's true, but it's okay to spare somebody's feelings. It's okay to like be considerate. It is all right. I'm here to tell you, I promise you, it's okay. It's all right to like, you know, refrain from saying something, refrain from doing something that you know is gonna hurt somebody. At the same time, this is not in any way, shape or form a license to be a lying asshole. However, I have to talk about that one week. One week, we're definitely going to talk about the concept of lying and some of the cliches around lying and why I think what I think about lying. And, you know, people be like, if you love somebody, you won't lie to them. And I do not agree with that at all. Because life can the basis of life a lot of times is about growing and learning and when you lie about something and you've learned from the consequences of those lies but you know I don't I, sometimes I don't think it's worth it to tell somebody the truth but anyway that's that sounds like trash fuckboy talk but I'm I mean I can I can give you that but I'm also here to present to you maybe another side of a way you didn't think of something because I genuinely feel that way but anyway be responsible with people's hearts. That's all. That's all I have to say on that. And yeah. Oh, real quick. <laughs> I was told, I was reminded to discuss my sexual fluidity. Now, um, what I wanted to actually correct myself and say romantic fluidity. So what I realized some time ago is that although I consider myself a gay male, I don't, sorry, I lost my train of thought here. I consider myself a gay male. Um, I could see myself falling in love with a woman. That's basically what I was saying. Is that I could, I could definitely see myself falling in love with a woman, probably maybe being with a woman, marrying a woman, and maybe eventually having sex with a woman. That would probably be the last on the list, but I ain't trying to live in a sexless marriage either. But... You know, that would be some that would be something like a bridge you cross when you get there. And I'm not trying to fall in love with any women, anything like that. But I've always appreciated women's beauty. And I just think about like even as I when I when I came out as best I hate when people say that, you know, men come out as bisexual as a crutch. Because some of them do, but not I won't I don't like to call it a crutch to begin with, but as, you know, security, some people do, but I, when I came out as a bisexual guy, like when I said I was bi, I ended up, I had a girlfriend, like, shortly afterward. And we both were bi, like, which is funny, because now both of us are, like, super gay. But that's beside the point. I was still into girls a lot then. I was very much into her. I, I loved her. I was, like, 15. I loved her. I really did. And we ended up breaking up just because she, I could tell she wasn't really feeling it anymore. But it was funny, because I broke up with her, and then she tried to make it like it was amicable. I'm like, nah, bitch. But anyway, that, I think that's all I have for this topic here. Just remember to love responsibly. It's like those commercials. Drink responsibly. Love responsibly. And, uh, you know, that's that on that. And I will be right back to you. I don't want a lot for Christmas. Uh-uh. There is just one thing I need. <laughs>
<sighs> okay, so I've returned and something else I wanted to discuss was I had this um hmm. I've had this epiphany and this is actually pretty positive. So, you know. It's funny, I probably should have did this first because I had this epiphany before all this stuff happened, but um I mean really it was just a day before I went spiraling back down the spiral staircase. Um so I realized I am capable of literally anything. And I don't know where this epiphany came from. I just I just realized that I can do anything, you know? Like I can't I think I because I remember I told my best friend this and he was like, Well, you know what what what's what's what sparked this epiphany? But I think I I know where it came from now. Um it was from my music because I had um finished another song, I had just put the Christmas song out, which by the way, Christmas lights is available on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon, Napster, wherever you consume your music legally. Go stream it. Go play it. Put a, put literally a coin into my pocket. Just a coin, though, because streaming royalties aren't that great. But anyway, I had just put the song out, and like the mix was really good. And I just this was I was also I was doubting that I could do home recordings, like especially at the beginning of this year. And in between that, and you know the the book, The Secret, and I mean I haven't started reading it again yet, but. I just realized it's all within your mind. And I'm like, okay, well, watch this space. As they say, watch this space. Uh, I have so much um, I'm going to do that I'm going to attract. You know, and that's what it's about. It's about your, your ways of thinking. And I'm like, okay, well, let's see. Everything that I, I want, I'm going to I'm gonna start. A, I'm going to have a vision board. You know, me and my best friend decided we're going to do vision boards. I haven't forgotten. We just I haven't been to Staples to pick up. a Shit, I was just at Staples like yesterday day before yesterday anyway you know I'm, I'm gonna make this shit happen and i'm gonna put everything on the vision board that i want and i'm gonna you speak those affirmations daily and i actually used to have a, a reminder set in my phone to it was like a daily affirmation it was um you know you are beautiful and you are intelligent and you deserve all good things in your life and stuff like that and i would say it every day and it lasted for a couple months and the funny part was I had it because of some toxicity I was feeling in my relationship. It wasn't because of him, but I was feeling it within myself. So I, I needed something for myself. So I had that. And I do know it was like a daily. I affirmed it every day. But, you know, doing that wouldn't hurt. But I'm really going to try my best to speak these things. No, I'm going to do it. I, I always... I always learn to stop saying what I'm going to try to do and just go ahead and go for it. But, you know, you got to realize you are capable of anything. As soon as you break down that barrier, you you can. You can. You literally can. That's it. You, you can right after you break down that mental barrier. And I was listening to, I don't know if anybody ever listens to Sirius XM Radio, um, the Urban View Station. Great, 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 great station. It's like my favorite. I mean, I don't even like talk radio, but riding the car so much with my sister has definitely made me really appreciate that particular station and um 
there's a lot of great black shows on there. There's like the Laura Coates show. There's um, Keeping It Real with Al Sharpton. And Karen Hunter show is the one I'm listening to the most. She comes on at like um, Monday to Friday. I leave at 3 p.m. And um, she had someone on the show. Well, actually, she she talks a lot, but she's very, she's like a firecracker. She's very, you know, fiery. And she's got her mind set on certain things. And she's very strong-willed and strong-minded and, you know, a very strong person. But, you know, she talks about political stuff. She talks about business things. But she was talking about, um, you know, how she makes her money, make money for her. And um, talking about starting businesses. And I'm like, you know what? I think it's time for me to figure out what it is that I can do. And it was, I can't even talk today. Specifically, she was talking about, like, with, with black people, you know, being other people's bosses and not other people's boss, black people working for other people. And I forget exactly what was said, but it has something to do with black people or Af- I think when Africans were brought over from Africa, like not working for other people that wasn't supposed to be the thing or something like that. Like same thing with the food. And I was like, wow, it was the, I really wish I could remember exactly. Maybe I'll go back and listen and have a direct quote for for the show for the next episode or something. But it was powerful. And I just, it, it sparked a mind. It sparked my mind and my sister's mind. And we was just like, okay, we got to do this. Like my other sister, she had started up a business uh, last year, I want to say. And she stopped because I guess she was focusing on school because she's um, in school for nursing right now. It'd be her uh, second degree. She has a degree in uh, hospitality and management and stuff. And now she's going to, um, you know, be a nurse. But she's really, really, really good at it. Like, if any of us, that's one of the benefit of, like, having her there. Because if any of us are in the hospital or anything, like, she really be taking care. I mean, of course, I live here, so she can't. But, like, when my grandmother was in the hospital... Before she passed, she was like taking care of everything, making sure she had this and that, got her some ice, like blanket, pillow, anything she needed. And when my mom was in the hospital, she had updates for us like stat, like ASAP. She's like, okay, she's in this room, she's in that room. Doctor said this, they're gonna do some more labs on her. Boom, 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 boom. Like it's perfect. That's it's not because I enjoyed the hookup, but she's really, really good at what she does, and she's you know does it with so much care. And I think she realized that was her passion. I'm very proud of her, but. You know, I do, but she's always been that. That's what I, that's the whole reason I said this. She's always been a creative spirit. Like, she's very talented. She's an artist and um, she has this entrepreneurial spirit and she is very creative. Like, she could really, like, she should, y'all should have saw the 60th birthday surprise, 60th birthday party she put together for my mother. Like, she worked so hard. It was so stressful, but it was so hard and the payoff was everything. Like, it's funny because my mother like we were just talking about this my mother was talking about how she didn't know it was a, she didn't even understand what was going on until she saw me like had she not saw me she wouldn't even realize it was a surprise party <laughs> so of course I was a surprise because I don't live there and I mean at the time I lived in Memphis but you know, I don't even live there so it was like oh wow so yeah me and me and my sister and my ex and my sister, we, you know, we put that, she put that party together and we always like, you should be a party planner. However, the level of stress that was involved in planning that party is not something that I would wish on anybody. So if anything, I always felt she should start a, a firm, a party planning firm. But all this to say, she has a degree in hospitality. 
she and you know she didn't go to school right away she didn't go to college right away my sister is 30 wow did she just turn 35 holy shit anyway she's 35 now and i've watched her because we're a lot closer in age we're only 11 years apart like i i watched her especially with her graduating high school when i was at a very impressionable age so I stuck I stuck to both my sisters but I really watched a lot of the things she did so I, I got I mean I didn't physically see her graduate from high school but I got to see her in high school ended up going to the same high school she did so when I first started there I was like damn I remember this building a lot you know from when I was little but um I watched her graduate high school and I watched her work at Burger King I watched her work at a movie theater I watched her work at Piercing Pagoda in the mall. I watched her work at Carlton Cards. I watched her. She had a bunch of different jobs. Like, I feel like I'm like her. And I realized she was a late bloomer. And I, she was always able to, I mean, my, my bitch snatched up a fucking job. Like, she had a bag always. Like, as I really think about it, I don't ever really remember her being unemployed. Like, she's always had a fucking job. Even when she first started, like, when she decided to enroll in school, she was working at a job in the school and it wasn't like a cafe job. She was working on the campus activity board. Like my bitch just had a job. So I didn't, I didn't realize until probably this moment how, I mean, I've always, I realized I was proud of her, but I didn't realize how impressed I was by the fact that she's always kept a job. And I've had people say that about me that I'm always able to find a job. And I'm like, yeah, that's relatively true. I've had my brief periods of unemployment, but I can't really afford to be without a bag for too long. Mama's got to have that bag. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Mama's got to have the bag, but yeah, she really be out here doing it. And all this to say, she's a perfect example of you can literally do anything. And I watch her do it all the time. Like she, uh, I have to ask her how she feels like her exam went yesterday, but she's, you know, like I said, she's doing nursing. So she's taking the A&P course, which is anatomy and physiology, I think. Right. But, um, from what I hear, it's a very difficult class. My other sister says she barely made it out of it. So I'm really hoping for the best for her because she was doing a lot of studying. It was kind of hard to, well, it wasn't really hard, but to kind of get some of the Christmas festivities done because I feel like we took her away from some of it. We didn't, like, drag her away. Of course, she was really excited to do a lot of things with us, but I'm like, damn, she could be studying. But, you know, she is really a testament to, one, it's never too late because it's not that she's older, but... Not that she's old, but, you know, people will turn 30 and they feel like it's too late for them to pursue their dreams or whatever. And what I love the most about that is it was a new dream for her. She didn't turn 35 and then decide to pursue a dream. She got a brand new dream. It's never that's also to show you it's never too late to dream. You know, like. So I really want to come together with my family and I want us to start a family business together. I think we could all put our heads and there are my our heads their bank accounts i think we can pull something off because i don't really i can't contribute to that so you know you can really do what you want to do and speaking of my family and continuing with the fact that this is my christmas ish episode I completely forgot to mention at the beginning what my family is doing this christmas or what we did do or what we are doing, because I don't think the girl got the stuff yet. Um, 
we decided instead of giving each other gifts, which I'm pretty sure I feel like they got me a gift, which I'm pretty sure my sister bought me a gift because anytime I tell her about something that I was looking at on Amazon, she'd be like, oh, send it to me. I think she's slick. But anyway, and I definitely got paid today. So I was planning on buying them gifts as well. But we decided to give back. So one of my aunts found a young girl who has a child who lives in the shelter. And my two sisters, two of my cousins and my mother and my uh, sister's fiance bought like they just teamed up together and they bought this woman and her daughter all this stuff. They bought her a shit ton of stuff like clothes and shoes. They bought her daughter um, clothes, book bag, dolls, shoes, toys. It's going to be a, a great Christmas for them because I think they're getting out of the shelter too. I think they're getting their own place soon. So that's going to be nice. I wonder if they got like pots and pans. I would have been a guy did get her some pots and pans. I wish I could have contributed, but I was kind of broke. Not kind of. I was like very broke. But anyway. I contributed love and I helped pick out a little bit of stuff, but you know, I was very happy for them coming up with that idea, but it felt good to do that. And that's another reason that also ties into being able to do whatever you want to do, being able to do what you put your mind to. That's always been a big part of my dreams is giving back. You know, it's funny because it's literally occurring to me right now that before I won't say it's before vision boards became a thing, but before I really knew about vision boards. I was already writing things down for them to manifest. You know, I had big, a big five subject notebook and it was divided up into each section of my career. Like I was ready. I get a little disappointed and a little discouraged sometimes because I'm like, damn, I had all this shit planned out. Why is none of it happening? Why did I, like, I feel like I'm, I missed my, not that I missed my opportunities, but like, why was I not pursuing this shit already? But Again, it's never too late, but I had it divided up. I had, you know, um, the producers I wanted to work with, uh, labels I could sign to. I had what I wanted to name my companies, um, clothing lines. It was I had a separate book drawing. Sketch, I was sketching out clothes. I wasn't even into, like, fashion like that or into drawing, but I was sketching out, like, T-shirt designs. And, you know, I guess I was into fashion more than I thought, but sketching out shoe designs and T-shirt designs and... I was writing scripts. I was casting movies. I literally, literally started writing a movie with like the biggest ensemble cast I could think of. There was literally everybody I could think of in the whole movie. It had like Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garner, Chris Brown, uh, Raven. It had, I think, did it have Rihanna? Rihanna had fucking Christina Vidal, who, for those, those who do not know who Christina Vidal is, Christina Vidal is my heart. It's Diana. Speaking of Taina, I have a topic to discuss related to TV show theme songs that I have not discussed yet. I meant to discuss it two weeks ago, but it'll probably be in the next, next one. Because next topic, I'll be, next show, I'll be talking more about my year end stuff. So maybe the first podcast of the new year. But anyway, it had Christina Vidal and it had like Jennifer Lopez. I just was like really filling it up. And I don't, I was just really being a kid, being a dreamer. I wrote my own Disney Channel show caught Charles future star that I wanted to, you know, create. I had the, uh, my philanthropic endeavors. Like I talked about all the charities I wanted to start. I wrote down all the restaurants. I had a restaurant for each one of my sisters. 
well, my two sisters <laughs> and my mother, like I had, I, I was going to open one for each of them. Like I had one that was themed for my mother because she was born in the fifties. So it was going to be like a fifties diner with like ice cream and milkshakes. It was going to be an ice cream shop. And then I was going to have one for my sister. It was going to be like, because she's a vegetarian, it was going to be like a healthy, which she don't really eat that healthy. She's more of a, now that I'm a little older and I see what more of her diet is, it will probably be more of like a seafood restaurant because she fucking loves seafood, which is funny because my other sister is the polar opposite because she's allergic to seafood. So yeah, her restaurant was more like a, just a general, because she don't really, there's not really anything she don't eat or like any type of cuisine that's really her favorite. So it would just be kind of like your typical casual dining spot. But See, even, even now, to talk about it, I get really excited. Like, I don't know, man. I feel I wish I still had those notebooks. And I'm pretty sure I do. They're probably somewhere at my house. And my house at home, I always, hopefully next trip, I get to, I always say I'm going to go through my stuff. And I never get the chance to. But hopefully next time, when I go back, I'll get that chance to really just kind of thumb through everything and take some stuff home and. I'm pretty sure I didn't throw away that notebook. I mean, if not, it's okay. Cause I'm a whole grown ass man. Now I will start, uh, you know, I can start over. I can start again. Um, I had lists of people I wanted to collaborate with. I just feel like I'm missing things. Um, oh, so I also designed a damn, I was not playing. I've started writing about land development and I designed a, complex if you will uh it's almost basically essentially it's a mall um i called it basically it involves my childhood nickname which a lot of people don't know i don't care but i don't know that's something people don't a lot of people don't know so i guess i won't say it but anyway um it was insert that name's palace and it was like four or five floors it was like an arcade bowling alley like skating rink it was a food court it was a mall and it was just gonna be and that came to me in a dream actually I still remember that dream I had just went to some place and I was young I really remember that dream it was some real nice fun center place and I remember going to the top floor and it was like all these restaurants it was just really cool and I remember having a lot of fun so I tried to pull it directly out of my dreams and make it a thing because it was dope it was dope as fuck and I was really excited about it so I don't know I had to make it happen someday I will make that happen so you know vision boards notebooks I'm ready and on that note I'm gonna give y'all something to listen to and your bitch will be right back Listening to you on and fuck me under the Christmas lights. I spent all this time decorating, I for you to keep me here waiting. Fuck me under the Christmas lights. Waited all this time to get with you. Got things that I wanna give you. Fuck me under the Christmas lights. Places Santa like and I go. All right, my lovely people, I am back. Okay, so the word underrated is used a lot, right? There are plenty of people that come to mind for me. I don't know who comes to mind to you all, 
when you think of the word underrated. But um, for me as a big pop music fan, and by pop music, I don't mean the pop sound. I mean, I generally mean popular music. So, you know, that does include popular R&B, popular hip-hop, popular rap, even popular rock. Um, you know, and not only that, um, across a few decades, you know, I was born in 1993 and my music knowledge, you know, spans quite a few decades. I'm different from quote unquote, a lot of people in the way that I, um, you know, like I know a lot of music, like, I don't know. I feel like my memory, early memories really kicked in a lot earlier than, a lot of people because like, I'll hear a song now and I'll be like, oh my fucking God, I remember that. And I'll have, it'll, I'll look up when it came out and I'll have been like three or two. And I'll be like, wow, I remember that song though. So, you know, okay, maybe not two. I'll be like three or four. But specifically, all this to say, one of my most favorite and underrated artists goes by the name of Maya Harrison. Actually, she goes by Maya, but her name. That's her last name, right? God, I'm a fan, and I'm like, not even, not even sure. What the hell? I know her damn name. I just play. I played the fuck out of myself just now. Give me three seconds. Okay, Maya Marie Harrison. That's what I was going to say. I thought so. Wow, what a flop. I should, like, delete this and start over, but I won't because I'm a real bitch. But anyway, uh, Maya, 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 what could I say about Maya? First of all, Maya was born October 10th, so she's a fucking Libra, day before my birthday, already a win. And so the thing about Maya is you got, okay, she's born in 1979, which makes her the same age as both Brandy and Aaliyah, and a year older than Monica, so she's in that, that realm. But Maya was a late bloomer, as she did not blossom or come out even until it's not like she had some false attempts and just didn't make it. No, she did not make it out until the very late nineties. So that already kind of gave her sort of a disadvantage, but it's not as much of a disadvantage because she still got success. She was definitely still successful, but you know, it almost gave her a, mis- a, dis- a disadvantage. I wonder, I do wonder how would, um, how different would she have been had she come out a little bit earlier? But I think she came out at a good time because her music was right. And had she come out a little bit earlier, I think it would have been too much competition with like Monica and Brandy. But there was, I feel like, a period where she could have dropped an album to where, let me see, because One in a Million dropped in like 96 or 97. 97, right? Why don't I remember these things off the top? I know these things any other time. Give me a second. I like to be factual. Now I feel like it's 97. Oh, I was right, 96. Duh. Okay, so one in a million dropped 96. Brandy didn't drop Never Said Never to 98. The Boy's Mind didn't come out to like 99. So somewhere within there, like, well, then again, that wouldn't have been much earlier. But anyway, Maya probably could have managed to squeezel in there in between the girl, other girls' albums. But, but between Brandy, Monica, and Aaliyah, we were already stuffed with, you know, black teen r&b popular girls so and you know maya had like just graduated high school when she came out so she was fresh she was you know ready to go 
And her music was, she was very grown. Like, especially listening back on it. But I mean, like, Aaliyah was always mature. Monica was always, Aaliyah was mature. Monica was grown. And Brandy was definitely, like, with the polar opposite. It wasn't immature, but she definitely gave you the young girl. The girl, like, girl next door image, as they often said. Which is what made, I think that made her career even more exciting to watch. Because, you know, she grew up into, oh, but this wasn't about Brandy. <laughs> it's about Maya. But, you know, she came out when she did. And, you know, you have, like, Ghetto Superstar. You have It's All About Me. You got um, Moving On. So those, 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 like, first three songs that really got her out there. That got popular. And I can't really speak on <laughs> what it was like because I didn't, you know, I'm, my memory goes back to back then because I remember, I definitely, definitely remember seeing the Moving On video on BET and Ghetto Superstar. I remember I was in love with Maya because I thought she was so pretty. But, um, yeah, Moving On. I remember, and I remember there was a remix of Moving On on the Belly soundtrack because my sister had that soundtrack and I remember she had the cassette and she played in the car. Nice to, I used to love for her to play that, but um, I think I was ultimately like just in love with like young famous black girls. Period. That made music, cause like that was how I fell in love with TLC. I loved Brandy. I loved Monica. I really liked Maya. Um, you know, then I eventually like when Black came out, I was in love with Black. Loved Three LW. So and at some point it just became a girl group thing period because then I love Dream as well but that's because Dream also made really good music but um, yeah you know I remember Ghetto Superstar that was a hit like, that was a, a fucking smash like a radio would not let that song go out of all the songs from like those early Maya songs or Maya features or related songs that was probably the song I heard the most which is funny because out of the ones I named that was not the most successful but I believe it got a Grammy nomination too but, um, I feel like, you know, that really got her on the map, but, you know, um, once Fear of Flying came out, you know, I was a little older, so I was able to appreciate her a lot more. I was, at that point, I was recording a lot of videos on TV, so Fear of Flying came out, Maya was everywhere, like, there was even an interview with her in Nick Magazine, I remember being at, um, Borders, reading it, and I remember she was talking about the name of her album, and they was like, oh, you know, tell us about the name of your album. Are you afraid to fly? She was like, it has nothing to do with flying. It's about this and that and, you know, all this stuff. But I remember I bought the cassette and my mom took it from me because they played it in the car and it was, like, inappropriate for me at my age, I guess. But that's beside the point. Um, Best of Me, the video came out. And I just remember, like, remember her dancing. And I just was like, oh, yeah, I love this. And case of the x oh case of the x did it honey like i was i was done between case of the x and then um the much lesser known free which is also on the bait soundtrack oh talk about songs and case of the x was really really one of my favorite songs of that year like i really wish i think destiny's child's independent women held her from being number one but she was it peaked at number two that was a song honey like ages it's it's from the beat every like tricky produced it and i think uh tracy hale and a couple other people wrote it but it's just the beat and just from it start dun, 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 you know it just starts off and then she comes it's after midnight and she's on your phone and it just you know 
it's something about the way that song was written and it was put together. It was just so perfect. And then she she gives you so much sass and attitude on the song, especially on the second verse. My favorite, you know what? That's one thing I love about the way songs were written. I don't know if they're still written like that, kind of. I guess I would have to really, like, analyze. But it's almost like, story. it almost was like storytelling. But, it, like, this song don't really tell a story. But it was like, yeah, the first verse, I feel like the first verse is really giving you an intro. It's like, it's after midnight she's on your phone. Saying come over cause she's all alone. And, you know, she, I could tell it was her ex by your tone. You know, and it's, I loved, damn, it's almost like a formula. I'm really thinking about it now. And then it ends the first verse with a question, you know. Wow, I could study this formula and write a song based on this formula. Ends the first verse with a question, you know. Um, Why is she gonna after so long? Then chorus, now what is it that she wants? Because after she's opened up with that, the chorus goes into her. <clears throat> further questioning you know what is it that she wants tell me what is it that she needs she hear about the brand new business that you just bought for me and it further you know pushes the song so now you're in the chorus you know what the song's about you're like oh, okay in the second verse no need to my favorite there's no need to reminisce about the past obviously because that shit did not last and it was just something about the way she sang that and i remember hearing the edited version all the time so when i finally could hear the explicit version. It was really the way she delivered that line. That shit did not last. And you felt it. You was like, mm, that shit didn't last. It's just so much sass in that song. Like, you just roll your neck when you sing it. What is it that? Like, you do the, the black girl hands. Like, I can't help it. But when I sing that, like, I walk down the street and be listening to that. And I'm just like, what is it that she wants? Tell me what is it that she needs? And I just, you know, like, that's it. And then, um... Of course, uh, Best of Me Part 2 with Jay-Z. But, you know, I forgot what I forgot to mention. Talk about Maya Features. Um, girls, girls, them sugar. Gotta be like... Oh, they gotta be like literally one of the best features. Of my, you know what? Maya got the features, though. It just hit me. Like, um, Ghetto Superstar. Best of Me Part 2. Girls them sugar and um of course Lady Marmalade which got her her first and of course unfortunately only number one but her number one a Grammy so I just love hearing Grammy award winning singer Maya has a nice ring to it but you know a lot of people don't know this that song was that production that uh rendition was centered around her voice it was centered around her voice a lot of people don't know that but I forget, I think it was Ron Fair who confirmed that. But yeah, it was like, uh, it was produced around her voice. Which, it makes sense. Because that's why, like, people don't know like, much about Maya's range. But I believe, now I sound like I could just be saying shit now. But I believe she could, um, you know, sing most of the... I'm not talking about the extra shit Christina did, but... But yes, um, it was from what I been told and what I remember reading is that it was produced on her voice so which does not get enough or a lot of credit at all but you know moving on to the next era which of course was Mood Ring great 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 era great album um, of course starting with My Love Is Like Whoa 
Well, she really, she already showed she could dance in multiple videos. Like, when I say multiple videos, like, it takes it takes you to look back. Like, I really encourage you, I implore you to open YouTube and just look up Maya's videos. Like, you'd made, you'd, you almost don't even realize she was dancing her ass off from Jump. Like, from It's All About Me, moving on, bitch was sliding across the floor and shit. Um, definitely Case of the X, Best of Me. And my love is like, whoa, she really, really, really. And I remember watching the making of the video. And I, I did not realize she danced her ass off like that. And again, I watched the making of the video. She did that. Like, especially watching now. There's a part where she hit that fucking split. And it just was, I'd be like, oh, every fucking time. I'd be like, oh, bitch. She ate that video for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then you have probably everybody's favorite Maya song. Not mine, but everybody's favorite Maya song, Fallen. Um, you know, Fallen's a great song, such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song, a pretty video. I wish the song had done better, but you know, <clears throat> excuse me, from that era, from that point, that's where it started falling apart for her. Really, after that, it really started to fall apart. I mean, she had got, she did some acting and shit, and you know, she had done Chicago, and she had eventually done Dancing with the Stars, but... It started to fall apart. Like when uh, the label switched, I forget what exactly the situation was, but it was like something to do with Motown and Interscope. I think she had left Interscope and it signed like Universal Motown. But, you know, she got fucked over and really got lost in the shuffle and ended up like releasing. I think her label released her album overseas by accident or something like that. But Riding, which is, you know, written by Esther Dean, that was a little hit for her. People love that song, especially the, the urban girls. Like the girls in the high schools love that song. Um, it was Lock You Down featuring Lil Wayne. That was a great song as well. Um, you know, it's like then she didn't didn't chart much after that. But she started. <laughs> Mama started collecting a bag overseas. Like I employ encourage all R and B artists to do when they feel as though they just really can't do it anymore. I say not move to Japan, but. Go to Japan. And those a lot of those overseas countries are really kind of beefy up a little bit. Collect a couple bags, build a coin, and then you know you can afford to do your thing independently in America. I think. I mean, it sounds. I'm making it sound like I know what I'm talking about and like it's that easy, but it just would. I think you. I think it's possible. But Maya was collecting a steady coin with them Japan only releases, and um, there was like the Sugar and Spice situation. She released the more like hip hop, rap, southern. Uh, mixtape slash album and that was when um by that point Blackout leaked which was a song she wrote about domestic abuse and she was gonna submit it to Rihanna I remember what I always loved about Maya Maya has a extensive track record for replying to me and fans in general like from MySpace I remember messaging her I think I commented on her wall about um Blackout Either Blackout or Whatever Bitch. Was it Whatever Bitch? It was another song. I don't know. I don't think it was somebody come get this bitch. But anyway, she was talking about people supporting it or something. But yeah, she uh, she replied to me quite a few times. And then I remember on Twitter, I would tweet her and then she would DM me. So it happened a couple of times. But she definitely has a track record for replying to her fans. So I love that. But... You know, but I remember messaging her about Blackout, and she explained to me that it wasn't written for Rihanna, but when she heard about the situation, she submitted it. And I remember that was such a weird time because 
everybody and their mama wanted their fingers in the rated R project. That's pretty much where it started for Rihanna. Like everybody wanting to be involved in her project because that shit has not changed. <laughs> and it probably was even worse for Loud because I remember they assembled a really big writing camp for Loud from what I read. It's like 200 writers. And I'm mad because it probably was some really good songs that got turned away because I know everything don't make it to Rihanna ears. Like, what well, there was something she wanted to record. But anyway, Blackout. The lyrics were like, <clears throat> they were kind of vulgar, not vulgar necessarily. It was profane, but you know, it was too direct. Like a lot of the songs that Rihanna were recording about the situation were inadvertent, not inadvertently, but indirectly about the situation. It wasn't like directly like, you know, you put your hands on me, I'm a, do this, I'm gonna do that, but you know, the song was a good song, definitely one of my favorites of mine. But, um, you know, she put out all those projects, but by that point, um, I got Kiss when in 2011 Kiss came out, uh, Keep It Sexy and Simple. And, um, I downloaded the I didn't know she was gonna put out a US version, but she just, it was just Japanese at that point. But I downloaded it, and that album is so good. Like, I still listen to it to this day. Like, I was just listening to the title track the other day. It's a really good, it's got some really good songs on it. And some of the songs that could have been hits at the time. But, um, you know, then she released a U.S. version. I know it didn't sell. I think it sold like 13,000 copies in the U.S. But again, she's independent. So, huh, that's what I call a bag. And she's been able to stay afloat with touring. So, that's good. But, you know, what What I was most proud of was that her Smooth Jones album that came out last year, last year, was nominated for a Grammy. I was so fucking happy. And it took a while for my best friend to get me to listen to it. And it's not that I had to be forced to listen to it. I just kept forgetting. And I just like, oh, I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it. But I listened. I was like, this is a good-ass album. Maya has been making, been cranking out good-ass music for the last few years. And people don't even know. Which brings me to her current single, Ready For Whatever. You know that's going to be my next music break song. I have to let y'all hear that before I move on and talk about Christmas music and movies because that's going to be my next topic. But that's what I'm going to let y'all hear in the next break. But that song is so fucking good. And you know what? I meant to tweet about this, but I wasn't sure if I was going to tweet about it or rant about it on here. I feel as though I'm trying to see if if it makes sense in all angles or if I'm just saying shit or if I haven't thought this through well enough. I feel as though she is a victim of the ageism in the industry. When I look at Ready For Whatever and I look at Tanks When We, two great songs, two very, very, very relevant songs musically, sonically, lyrically. Two are two different artists, both fine as fuck. Tank might be a little Tank probably not even that much older than Maya. And it bothers me that that song is like nobody nobody noticed. I mean also, in all fairness, all fairness, Tank does have a label machine behind him. Maya does not. But that's probably the one one missing piece there but um you know to me they're, they're like similar similar kind of sounding songs but i really wish people would get into ready for whatever because it could be one of those songs that really takes off it's she just has not missed a beat 
if anything, this song is like one of the best songs that I've heard of hers in years. It's better than like a lot of shit she's recording. Not that she's recorded bad stuff. She's recorded all pretty good music, but it's just such a good ass song. And she went off in the video, of course. It's like she has a formula. Like she fine. She can dance. The song is good. I just wish the song would take off. So I say Maya is underrated simply because she's been doing it for years. She has a steady touring coin and she dances her ass off. And I just feel like she don't get the attention she deserves. And on top of all that, she can mix master she engineers she writes and produces and all her shit was mostly done in-house she saves money so that bag she earned while she performed in australia for three days in a row she gets to you know preserve that bag she's steady promoting and performing shows i love i love that she's always performing a show and whether it be overseas it'd be like australia uk japan here here especially in dc She's steady, steady collecting a coin. It's so, it'd be so funny. Because she always performs. Every time I turn around, she got another show going on. And I'm like, ching And I, it's like, I see the dollar signs every time. And I'm like, it's not even a, it might not even be like a big check. But it's it's big enough. That's And I think that's that's a good, that's how you do it. You, you don't charge a lot of money. You charge enough. But you do them often because you love to perform. And you know, you collect your bag. Because she has the hits to keep her afloat. She have them, the memories, them songs. She could do five songs. She could do ten songs. Whatever Bitch is a, a cult classic. And you know, every time Pride rolls around, she's somebody else who gets booked for Pride events. Whatever. She has definitely has Whatever Bitch to thank for that. Because that will always keep her. Well, not, not just Whatever Bitch. But that will always keep her afloat in the LGBT community. Because that song is legendary. And then... You know, she, like I said, she has, she could do Get a Superstar and Lady Mama Lied and Case of the X and she can do Fallin' and Riding and whatever, bitch, and then do some new shit. And that's like, you know, that that could be like eight songs right there. That's a boom. That's a set list, a little, a cute little set list. And then she can do a cover because I think she does do some covers in there and boom. I'm just always such a huge fan. Like, I don't know. I feel like she should join a show or something, join a reality show. Like, it won't necessarily tarnish her image if she... But then again, I don't want her to be looked at as the boring bitch either. Because she's a Libra, I could see her suffering the Keisha Cole fate. Because that's the same thing that just happened to Keisha on the season of Love and Hip Hop. She's pretty much there just to promote her music. Which, it did work to promote the music, because people listened, but a lot of people didn't like it. I'm not even sure what, what city Maya would have to be in. She'd probably be in, like, New York. Or does she live in... She would fit in probably more with, like, Hollywood. But, you know, you don't always have to be filled with drama to get the, the stand base on the show. If your personality is, is great enough, which she has a good personality, so she could do it. But ultimately, you know, Maya is underrated, and I guess that's okay. Because she's done it. She's got the Grammy. She's got the number one single. She has platinum albums. She's successful. She's still earning money. Been in the industry for 20 plus years now, so my hat is always off to her because I love her, love her dearly, and I can't wait to see what else she puts out. And just the fact that she got a Grammy nomination now in 2016, 2017, like, bitch, what? Sky's the limit. 
And that just shit shocked me. I was so proud. I think I, I teared up. But she didn't let it face her either. I don't think I think she didn't expect to win, which she didn't. It went to, wasn't it, Lila Hathaway? But that's my girl. And, uh, you know, get in. So I'll be right back. And I'm going to give y'all some wonderful Maya to listen to. What's up, lovely people? I have returned. It's funny, actually, in that uh <laughs> that break, I just discovered that my sister just told me she passed the class. So, you know, exciting times. And now she says she's moving on to planning her wedding. I don't know when she's going back to school now. I don't know if she's going to um, go back next semester. I guess not. Maybe she's done. I don't know. Maybe she's taking her time. But, um, yes, she can move on from one stress to the next. At least she don't have to multi-stress right now. She could just focus on planning her wedding, which is going to take place in 2019. So, you know, should be a little more smooth sailing for her. So I'm very happy because she was a little bad. I mean, she's a cancer. Cancers are emotional. So anyway, <clears throat> that's right. Hope y'all enjoyed, Um, you know, ready for whatever or whatever. Because uh, it's my shit. There's also a part two she put out. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's dope. Anyway, on to my Christmas media conversation, Christmas entertainment. <clears throat> so I realized I don't know if I have that many favorite Christmas movies. Like, I was really thinking about this as I was listening to the Karen Hunter show, and they were doing their top five favorite Christmas movies, and I'm like, I only have like two. That's so weird, but my top two favorite Christmas movies would be and a matter of fact as a matter of fact yeah I would say number two would be A Diva's Christmas Carol of course the VH1 original movie starring Vanessa L. Williams Kathy Griffin and Chili whom of which doesn't like to be referred to by her first and last name so respect those wishes and call her Chili um you know of course it's based on Christmas Carol no, the ghost of the past, present, and future, all that good stuff. Ebenezer Scrooge, those wonderful things. But yeah, that's a great movie. I look forward to seeing it every year and have not seen it this year. So I'm going to have to cap somebody's ass. Because I don't appreciate it. But, you know, it's whatever. Um, There's that. And then... Home Alone is my favorite. I took a dramatic pause. That was kind of stupid. Yeah, Home Alone is my all-time, all-time favorite Christmas movie, for sure. Um, it's just 
And it's the, the first one, you know. Um, I don't even know what I could even say about it. It's just such a fucking classic. Like, I grew up watching it and watched it so many times. I can never get tired of seeing it. So many, like, I was just watching it with my family. So many fucking memorable lines, you know, from, I'm living alone. I'm living alone. To, um, you what the French call les incompetents. Or, look what you did, you little jerk. Or, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, keep the change, you filthy animal. Buzz, your girlfriend, woof, you know. Or at the very end, you know, Kevin, what you do to my room? Or, you know. um, Like, it's just a flawless, flawless, flawless movie. And I'm so thankful for it, that it exists. And uh, Home Alone 2 is pretty good, I guess. But 3, 4, and yes, there is a 5. There is a Home Alone 5. I mm, never really got into. But whatever. Um, I can, I'll be trying to think. Are there any other Christmas movies? Like, I, I tell I just watched Gremlins for the first time. And I fell asleep on that because I ate and had diitis. So, there goes that. But... Yeah, that's it, man. I, as far as movies, I don't... If I'm forgetting any, maybe somebody can let me know. But nine times out of ten, I probably haven't seen it. Which is weird. I don't know how that happened, but... Oh, that's that, the, the one that Mariah was in, that she directed and stuff. But, yeah. Gotta love Mariah. Anyway, speaking of Mariah, wow, what a perfect segue. I can also talk about my favorite Christmas music. That's a little bit harder because I never was sure what my favorite Christmas song was. Just obviously I love all Mariah's Christmas music. Like all of it, all of it from, you know, first album, second album, um, I love her version of Joy to the World. That's probably within my top five. Um, When Christmas Comes, Oh Santa. Of course, All I Want for Christmas is You. All versions of All I Want for Christmas is You. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, so I think my favorite Christmas song is still probably TLC Sleigh Ride. Um, just a classic, a fucking classic, you know? Um,. It's just, and I love that it's not your typical, like, nobody can, nobody sang Slay right like they did. Like, this, uh, Tamar did a good job of Slay, good, a good, great rendition of Slay right too, but it's just no, no rendition of Slay right is like TLC's. It's so unique. And, um, you know, I left eyes rap verse. And then, um, also, the, their lesser known All I Want for Christmas. It's a great ass song. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's very much captures and you can tell, wait a minute. I never thought about that because were they recorded at the same time, they were on the same comp. I don't think they were recorded at the same time. They're on the same compilation, but, um, I was told Slay Ride was the first song they ever recorded together. And it sounds so good too. What you want for Christmas? 
I want T-Boz to give me some headphone sets, and I want Left Eye to make me a make me a fly dress. Well, Merry Christmas from TLC. Like it's it sounds like they've just been together for a while. It's chemistry on the record, but I mean their whole first album sounds like chemistry. But all I want for Christmas has the more crazy, sexy, cool vibe. It sounds more like the second album, so I never realized it. But I'm pretty sure they recorded that one a lot closer to the release of that uh compilation because that compilation came out in '93, I believe. So, and apparently Slay Ride was also on the Home Alone 2 soundtrack. I wonder, did it come up in the movie? I don't know. Don't remember. But anyway. Um, yeah, and then Left Eye's verse that's uh, basically about giving head. Baby, it ain't got nothing to do with my two front teeth. Not unless, of course, you're looking for some chewed up beef. But, you know, um, moving on from that, because I love that song. Um. Destiny Child's Eight Days of Christmas, a Christmas classic, of course. Boys to Men's Let It Snow. It's just like Christmas music is so a lot of people don't like it, but when you find the right Christmas songs, they just they're so good and they that's that's timeless music. Even though it is only well for some people one time of year, but it's songs that you will play every year. And they're not timeless in the sound. You can make a dated ass Christmas song, but because it's a Christmas song, you will get those spins every year. Like when I think of rocking around the Christmas tree. But then again, I think that becomes the not the sound of it kind of becomes its novelty. You know, that's why. Because it does sound so, you know, the way it does. But that's a great one as well. Definitely a great one. And, um, hmm. Oh, wham. Yes. I didn't realize up until this Christmas how much I love Wham's Last Christmas. That's definitely become one of my favorite Christmas songs. And I know a lot of people cover it. I know, like, Ariana covered it and stuff. But, like, I love George Michael. Love him. Rest in peace, George Michael. Uh, it's just a really good-ass song. And I, I say that about everything. It's a good-ass song. It's a good-ass song. It's a classic. But, no, it's, Last Christmas I gave you my heart. The very next day you gave it away. This year to save me from tears. I'll give it to someone special. So, you know, it's just... The way he sang it, the lyrics. Because, you know, it takes a different approach to Christmas. Just why I appreciate, you know, what I did with Christmas Lights and hearing other songs that take, or or Ariana's EP, Christmas and Chill, songs that take a different approach to Christmas, that take a sexual approach or explores the other, other emotions we feel around Christmas. Because that's what music is about, relating and loving and feeling the music. And, you know, we got to be ourselves with it, so... I know people feel a way, especially knowing that somebody would sexualize Christmas. Yes, I know what it's about, the origin of the holiday, the original origin, but Christmas has take on, taken on a deeper meaning, you know, these days. It's it's different. It's not just, it's not about, it's not, I can't say it's not about Christ. It's not about Christ for everyone, you know. It's, um, it's, it's, it's such a, it's about love. And, you know, a lot of my favorite Christmas songs, still I still do listen to a lot of the religious ones, like especially when it comes to Mariah. So, you know, I keep a good balance of all of them. But, you know, I like the different approach. But Last Christmas is sort of a sad one, but, you know, it's like a hint of optimism. It's like, Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. So there's a hint of optimism in there. But it's just really a... 
and it's the, the the light synth pop 80s sound it's just it's so light and it's airy and it just makes me feel good even though it's a sort of somber sort of sad song it still makes me feel good um i mean what else what else is there i know there's a lot but yeah I mean, Tony has a Christmas album. I've never really listened to it. I wish Michael would have uh, recorded some Christmas music as an adult. You know, that would have been nice. Or even Janet. That would have been dope. Um, you know, like all the all all people's like quote unquote legends faves have like Whitney, the Whitney's, the Mariah's, the Tony. I don't know if like has Patty. I know Patty has some Christmas music. So, um. You know, I don't know about Shaka. I feel like Shaka has, but uh, I heard a really good rendition of This Christmas that I heard for the first time. It was Gladys Knight and the Pips. Oh, This Christmas. So This Christmas is, in general, generally probably my favorite song, favorite Christmas song, like as if as if it's a traditional song. I just love, like I love to sing it and I love to hear it. But like what I realized, my favorite version is actually, it's not Donny Hathaway's, it's not... Chris Brown's it's not Mary J. Blige it's not Ashanti's although I do love Ashanti's version because I when her first Christmas album came out in 2002 I used to play it all the time but my favorite rendition of that song is actually Drew Hill's and I think that's because there's a Christmas CD my mom has that she used to play all the time and it had that on there and it's just a good ass version But, um, that's it, man. That's honestly it for that. I just, I love Christmas spirit in general. And I'm probably, I know I'm forgetting a lot of Christmas songs I listen to, but it's almost like the same thing with the movies. <laughs> I don't love as much, I do love Christmas music, but I don't have as much Christmas music as I be thinking. It's weird. I guess I really do just be loving Christmas for the spirit. But you know. Tis what it is. So I love it. And it loves me. And this Christmas will be ha, a very special. Ha, ha, yes, Christmas for me. On that note, I shall return. What I want for Christmas. What you want? I want T-Boss to get me uh, some headphones sent. And I want left out it make me a, uh, make me a fly dress. First of all, I just want to say, if you've been hearing TV in the background the whole time, it's my roommate, which is funny because her room is on the other side of the apartment, and it might be because I recently decided to open up my vent, but I can hear, like, it loud and clear. Like, she's watching Moesha earlier, and I was able to identify what episode it was and everything. Like, and the funny part is, I thought it was my roommate, 
who lives whose room is next to mine but it wouldn't even hers because she i watched her turn her tv off and go to work <laughs> which is so weird that events work like this but you know it is what it is i'm just happy to have a roof over my head um i want to thank you all for listening to me ramble it's been a longer episode this week but as usual if you made it to the end i always appreciate you so very much um you know i haven't been having an an easy time in the last few days but i'm making it i just i I try not to let thoughts that are i'm not even negative but just kind of pessimistic ish thoughts i try not to let them escape my mouth but sometimes I just I just feel so overwhelmed with my ongoing thing that I've been going through for so many months. And I just feel like I'll never, never be over these things. I'm, yeah, I'm always thinking about it. If, even if I'm not talking about it, nine times out of ten, I'm thinking about it. But what can I do, you know? I'm just, I'm just here, just like anybody else. So, I want to... Wish everybody a safe and Merry Christmas, of course. And if you celebrate Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah. I think, is it over yet? Is Hanukkah one day? Hanukkah's not. Oh, shit. Is Hanukkah one day? No, it's not, is it? Shit. I think I would have learned from the Rugrats. Uh, definitely if you celebrate Kwanzaa, Happy Kwanzaa. Every year I tell myself I'm going to celebrate Kwanzaa. I end up never doing it. Um, And... Yeah, man. Um, just remember what I said about loving responsibly. Remembering that you can do anything. Keeping your head up. Um, speak positive things. It's so funny. Like, since I've adapted that, there's so much negative shit I don't speak. Not even about myself. About other things, other people. I find myself, like, hovering over my keyboard on my phone about to say some shit. And don't do it almost every time. It's just, I, I just try to put positivity in in the universe, like, about other people, about myself. And, I mean, every now and then, I, I'm good for a good joke or two. But, for the most part, it just stays out. The, the positivity stays out there. And, that's what I want to breed and encourage. And, in my work, every day at work, I make so many people's days. And, I smile. And, it's so funny because I don't think the, like, people know that. I'm sure my managers, they have, like, sort of what they think of an idea, but they don't even see it. They don't understand. That's all right. But I genuinely, you know, I'm I'm there. But whatever. You know, I just want to encourage you all to be wonderful, be beautiful, and be merry. And... As always, I want to leave you with this. Hashtag justice for Tinashe. Thank you all for listening. I love you very much. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Silent night. Holy night. All is calm. All is bright Round yon virgin Mother and child 
holy infant so tender and mild sleep in heavenly Yes, Janet, that's the end.